touching nothing. Nobody's catching up to me. Nobody's touching nothing. I'm like, can I get some company? I'm like, can I get some company? I'm like, damn, I'm really undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's catching up to me. I think it's catching up to me. Nobody's catching up to me. Nobody's catching up. Like, can I get some company? I'm like, can I get some company? Like, damn, I'm really undefeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. And we back. We back. And we back. And we back. We back. And we back, and we back. I'm not even going to call it Benchhead's Podcast because I'm going to change the name, but hello, everyone, and welcome back. Why are you, changing, doing, why are you changing the name? Uh, that will I will tell you later, but as of right now, we are going to do another episode, the second episode of a series, a limited series, not like HBO, but just like Colby does it, called My Brother's Keeper, with just me, Colby Fernandes, and my brother. Aha! Uh-huh. Let's say your name. Logan motherfucking Fernandes. Let's get it. Sorry, that was me. Uh, you kind of sound crusty, my guy. Oh, really? Yes, sir. What about now? Nah, I was just playing jokes. You sound phenomenal. Uh, uh. All right, all right, all right. Hey, you got to watch your tone, kid. All right, all right. Start, start, start with what you're going to start with. All right, so before we start into the big question that me and him want to do a long time ago, because we've had some experience with it, I want to start with just some, it's not really breaking news, but since we're basically more around basketball a lot, and I know a lot more about it, uh, talking about Kyrie and how he's taken on the subject matter of not coming back for a season because for the social reform and change of America, and he wants to be a part of that. And I'll have Logan do his take first, what he thinks about it. And I don't care what you say about, about him. the Kyrie situation. Yeah, you just you go off the wall. Just say anything you want. I don't care. I'm well, not seeing how I didn't look into it, but you said he basically wants to not have the NBA start up again. I mean, I guess I could see his concern. I guess I could see the reasoning behind it. I mean, hey, the NBA technically would be over already if it was still going on, and I mean. I guess it just gives everyone a chance to break and everything. But, I mean, you know, people would love to see the NBA come back. And it just – I don't think it'd feel the same running their little format that they did because, you know, there's not really going to be anyone that can go watch. or I mean, it'd be televised and everything. I, I don't know. Like, so there's pros and cons to, like, literally everything. Pro, you got basketball back. You got viewers. You got revenue coming back in. It won't be a lot, but it – well, it might be a lot. I mean, heck, people have been waiting for basketball. Cons, I mean, there's – no one there. I mean, you risk – I guess you still risk the COVID thing, even though it's kind of died down. I don't know. It's it, – like I said, there's pros and cons to all of it. So, I, th- I think it's a good idea to not have it to go on, but I also think it's a great idea that it still goes on. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I love Kyrie. I know he gets a lot of flack for how weird he is and trying to be like the stuff he says – like that one incident where he walked into practice when he was playing with the Celtics and asked Brad Stevens what he thinks the word government means. I don't know how true that is, but like after reading that and like everything that happened with the Celtics, I knew he was kind of on edge about a lot of stuff that he couldn't really control himself but tried to. So I'm I'm with you in the same boat in the sense that this man wants to have change. We all want to have change. We already know what's going on, and I'm not going to get into that, but. We all want change. We all want America to change. We all want to feel equal. Well, Kyrie and Kyrie's not afraid to speak his mind either. So yeah, which that's one of the reasons why I like him because he always keeps it a buck. I won't keep it honest. Like I'm the same person. Like if you're gonna tell me something, just tell me straight to my face. Just don't like sugarcoat anything. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. But it was voted unanimously on, wasn't it, to continue? Yeah, I know Austin Rivers just had a, a claim about that today. But I know like some people like Chris Paul and uh, Dwight Howard were in on it. And Donovan Mitchell, which who cares because – And on canceling it. Yeah. This is the Jazz's fault. We don't have an NBA season. So, no one cares, Donovan. No one cares. Oof. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, that's my guy. But the big question for today that we're going to start with in our limited series. And with this limited series, we're going to start giving some stories and stuff. Like, I know Logan doesn't really tell a lot of stories, but, like, some stories that he could tell about, like, his sports career or what happened. Just, like, little details and stuff. But today we're going to talk about the simple question that a lot of people talk about when playing sports. Is traveling sports, baseball, basketball, football, I don't know if football can really be put in tech. I know. Well, I'm just adding it because it's you're just three sports big. in general. Got it. Got it. Most okay. We're gonna leave baseball out of this one actually because baseball. There is a lot of people that get like baseball. Yeah, baseball can go either or if you're playing in school or out of school. I mean, it's kind of the same because you meet the same. But for basketball, for specific perfect reasons, is it bad for a child to do travel ball and try to learn from that, or actually play for the like? high school, middle school, and have the same people and play with them. I wanted to get your opinion on that, Logan. Is travel ball bad for kids nowadays? All right. All right. Like, like I stated about a couple minutes ago, you know, there is pros and cons to everything. And it is my understanding that, you know, I, 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 I'm on the fence about it. But I want to say it's good for you. But I also want to say it's bad for you because, you know, I've, I think I think what AAU does, besides the fact that, you know, you can kind of team up who you want and cash is king in a lot of those parts. I mean, a lot of those teams you got to pay for and, you know, but you can build up teams with all your, butt, all your friends and stuff. And I mean, I think that's the one pro about it is, hey, I mean, you can play with your friends you, all summer, you know, play against top competition, go out of state. And this is not speaking just like EYBL or anything like that. Like, this could be smaller stuff. Like, say you just go 30 minutes away to a town to a tournament. And Grass- like a Grass- team. Yeah, we call that grassroots. I mean, you still get to play with your friends or you get to meet new people. And I think, so, it, I, I, I don't know. It's just more of, you're, you you kind of get what, like, college would give you if, you know, because you're in AAU, you know, you most of them are planning for college, you know, want to play there. It's the traveling. And I mean, sometimes there's media attention if it's like bigger, bigger stuff, but I don't know. I mean, and then the only way it could be bad is it could also introduce them to like some shady people, you know, like say you're, you're a top recruited guy and you know, they, you, you know, you know better not to deal with like some of the guys that are like, give you money and give you endorsements and all that stuff from like certain universities that you know they're not supposed to do but being young and thinking oh well i won't get caught you know you could get you accepted into that but it's not only that um i looked up online and i was like searching i was like aau is it good or bad you know like getting pros and cons on to see what other people thought and one of the first things that popped up was Charles Barkley had said that that the AAU focuses too much on competitive games and not technique. He basically said that they're killing the game and AAU is is the worst thing to happen to college basketball ever. 
He and I mean, I could, I could see that because if they focus too much on competitiveness, maybe like lots of kids don't really get to play or don't really get taught the certain things that they need to learn, you know, to continue to grow in their basketball career. Because, I mean, if you're playing AAU or any like basketball thing like that, of course you're wanting to grow your, you know, you're you're wanting to grow your game. I mean, if that's what you're trying to do, that's what you're trying to do. Or if you just joined AAU and dropped the money just to uh, have, I mean, it should be for fun. I get it. It wants. To, I get it's competitive, but it should also be fun. It's, it's, it, you shouldn't be too stressed out about it and everything. But the fact that like college coaches and everything show up there, you know, it's hard to be. It's hard to be, like, carefree and you know just kind of focusing on your game and everything. I mean, when college coaches there, like I said, you might try too hard. It's just, it could be a lot for a younger kid. But I could, I like I said, it's just. There's pros and cons to all of it, and what I think is, you know, AAU is good if, you know, you're wanting to get noticed by colleges and everything, and AAU could be bad because, you know, it could teach you some bad habits or not really teach you anything at all. I think that take almost compares into mine. With the sense that I've had experience with it, not with EYBL, but grassroots, I mean, I feel like there's a difference between the two because grassroots is much more like locally smaller. Maybe you go from two, three states a year, but EYBL where you go all over the place. But with that saying, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like AAU, it's really good for kids, especially as a top prospect. You cannot, I don't know who said this. I think it was Kevin Garnett. I was bringing, I'll bring that up later too. He said, or. It was usatoday.com that said, as a top prospect, basketball prospect, even in middle school or high school, you cannot abandon it, which I agree with that because AAU has become its own entity to where some people don't even play high school basketball sometimes. They sit out and then they play AAU and then they go play for a prep school. And I can understand because it gives them more better competition. They wait for it. And then some of them even get paid for it, which we all know is happening. And some of them even, like, they don't even have to go to school for it. Like, some AAU teams, you have to be going to school. You have to be a part of the program. You got to pay a certain amount of money. You got to live by some rules, some league rules. You got to do all that. But at the same time, I'm not even going to get my experience yet, but, like, just seeing all these, like, people, like, that came through the years, like Zion, uh, Devin Dotson, who else? Ben Simmons, Antonio Blakeney. Real OGs know about Antonio Blakeney. He's the GOAT. Uh, who else can I think of? Tyler Eulis, like all them Kentucky, that Kentucky, big Kentucky six that lost to Wisconsin when they all played. They all played together, basically. It's it's nice to team up with your teammates that aren't your teammates, really, but they are, like they're your friends. But at the same time, I feel like the competitive level has went down a little bit because everyone likes to join each other. But at the same time, with AAU, it's more of just an exposure thing, I feel like. At the end of the day, if you lose an AAU game, you're not really, like, pouting about it. You might pout about it if it's a big team and you guys are rivals, but not really. Not like a high school sport, you know what I mean? Like, high school sport, yeah. you, you have a rival. It's deeply rooted. AAU hasn't been around that long. Deeply rooted rivals. I was going to say, I was <laughs> like, you can't continue a rivalry, rivalry in AAU because, you know, there's new teams every year, and I mean... Yeah. But with high school, it's usually the same teams over and over and you know it, it creates rivalries and 
deeply rooted. Like I said, it's just the way it is. And the thing with this is, I don't hate AAU. I just hate how they teach in AAU. My experience is, I never really learned anything in AAU. The dude, I've been to two AAU teams. The last one was pretty good because I had people I knew and they were actually good. This first one, we had a dude, I'm not going to name, Logan knows. He just really just wanted money up front, took us to a tournament. We lost and he'd be okay with it. He never really taught us anything. We wouldn't get after huddles in the game. We didn't have any plays. People barely showed up to practice. No one worked their butt off. I was always there, the first one there, last one back. And people just did not take it seriously. And that's not just because they didn't take it seriously. It's because he didn't take it seriously. And I think it all starts with the Pearson in charge. I said Pearson, but person in charge. I think that all goes back to them. Like these EYBL teams, they got credible coaches. Like even if they're handing out money under the table, the coaches actually like the kids. They, you spend time with these people, like even your teammates, you spend time with them. And it just gives you time to reflect on how you're going to build friendships and build relationships. And even the coaches who might have your son or daughter, they might still be coaching the AAU system and have a team and your son or daughter might come through what the one you went through and you might still build another relationship with your son or daughter. So, I mean, it's just the way it is. But at the same time, I agree with what Kevin Garnett said, in which I'm reading it right now. Our league now at the point where you have to teach more than anything. AAU has killed our league. Seriously. I hate to even say this, but it's real. From the perspective that these kids are not being taught anything, they have intentions and they want things. But the way they see it is not how our league works. You earn everything in this league. You're not entitled to anything, which I think is pinpointed at this point in time. AAU, AAU could definitely make a lot of kids feel like they're entitled. And, you know, you should never feel entitled for anything because, you know, nothing is just handed to you. Oh, yeah. Like, Antonio Blakeman. I love him a lot. He was one of the best players coming out of high school, if not the best, like pound for pound score. People were comparing him to Paul George. Basically, me too. But he went to LSU with uh, Ben Simmons, and they played on each one, teach one, in EYBL, and they were doing really good. Like, this man was number two in the nation behind Ben Simmons at one point. And then he went to LSU. He kind of did good. And then I don't remember if he got drafted or not, but now he's not even in there. He's either overseas or he's in the G League, I think, still with the Windy City Bulls. But he, I felt like he thought he was entitled because he was Ben's teammate. And I, I, he was a better scorer than Ben. Like, he can still score. He can still get in the league right now. But I feel like he tried to think he matured too much to where it didn't allow him to be in there because I really thought he was going to be in the NBA. So I don't know if that's his mindset. I still love Antonio Blakeney. I hope he gets into the league, bro. He's really good. He was one of my favorite high school players to watch. He was – I just love him. But that's what I'm saying. At the same time, he's speaking nothing but facts, I feel like, because you don't really learn anything. I mean, you might maybe a, a life lesson or two, but in high school, I feel like that's where it really is because you're playing four years basically with all the same people. Exactly. And at the same a- time – AAU's got it to where these kids transfer three or four times throughout high school. Yeah, like – Nowadays, I ain't gonna lie. I like I like this NBA a lot. I didn't grow up back then, but sometimes I feel more connected to the play back then, even though some of them might have not been more skilled than the players we have now. Because I love watching the players we have now, but we're so soft. Like I don't know. It's not even just like high school in general. Like I don't care about you joining your team, like your friends or anything. You can go ahead and do that. You only live once. You you might never ever get to do it again. Why not? 
But all just this ticky-tack stuff and not learning the techniques of anything, that's why we're really getting soft because we're thinking we can just fly at the rim or just shoot threes all the time and fake a foul and everything. And KG's right. We are soft. We're not really learning anything. And even when the coaches try to teach you something, sometimes it's not all their fault, but when they try to teach you something, you ain't, excuse me, you ain't even going to learn it because you're just too worried about the next play you're going to do is shoot a step back three or you're going to do an up and under like Kyrie and probably not succeed. But if you do, oh, well, you're not learning anything. You only do it once, like a underhand layup. You do it once and then you won't be able to do it again because you never really learned the technique. You're just learning stuff at the, as time goes by, which I think that's kind of bad. Like, I don't know how to really explain it because I can't see it from the perspective of like a nationally ranked player because I never was. But I was dang good enough to know when I was learning something and when I wasn't. It's all it, like it's all really what it comes down to is does the coach care? Do the players care? Because if not, if they're just if they're just there for the money, like I feel like a majority of AAU people are, then, and exposure, and exposure, which then, is you know, okay. You're bet you're probably not teaching them. Like probably ninety percent of the practices are just shooting around or playing five on five and just letting them run wild. Like I get their top recruits, but you've seen plenty of top recruits go to college, burn, fizzle out, and just. No, no NBA career, no nothing. And you know what? It's a lot of the, and I mean, some of those problems can start from AAU because I know high school coaches will take time to try and win because you know they got something. They they got something. They have a job that they have to secure. AAU, all you got to do is get someone to pay you money again, and you're right back into it. Exactly. It's not like a, I would it's not, not say do, it's not do or die every season, like it is some for some high school coaches. E, e, EYBL, AAU, it's all all of it. I mean, it, yeah, it's just really, I don't know. It's really hard to allow. Me personally, my experience, I don't really like AAU all that much. I feel like if you're a really good ball player in high school, I feel like you're going to translate anywhere, no matter what, as long as you learn your techniques and learn the basics. I mean, that's just my personal thinking. And I don't really like to give my opinion a lot because it doesn't really. I'm not saying my opinions are heated or hot takes, but, like, mine usually makes sense. I feel like half the time that it revolves around everyone. Like, I have some sense of, like, an AAU just because we get to see, like, all these people team up and, like, matchups you wouldn't see in high school because they all live in different areas. But at the same time, it's like, all right, these kids in high school who don't – who play AAU but grassroots are – honestly, I maybe also bring up the point – then maybe they're just as good too, but they don't really get the exposure because I don't feel like it. And at the same time, like them high schoolers, they might go into college, be on a really good team like a Kentucky team or like go to Duke and then they weren't even deeply recruited and then come out of like one of those teams and then be good in the NBA or go to like a Marquette. There's a lot of people like that went from Marquette. Like Dwayne Wade, he wasn't he wasn't all well recruited when he came out of high school. Jimmy Butler was homeless at one time and look at him now. Jay Crowder, I mean, they all went through the, the vine. Like, they weren't highly recruited or anything, and they're doing very well in the league right now. Dwayne Wade, he's a legend. So, I mean, I don't believe the AAU really dictates your path. Nowadays, maybe a little bit because you need the exposure. But I feel like high school games, more attendance, more fans, more deeply rooted rivals, more history – I feel like it allows players more to learn from more to there because they have more at stake, I feel like, in their high school career than they do their AAU. 
Because you look back, they're going to maybe know something about their AAU, but they're not really going to remember it like they do high school. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you remember, like, detailed in a football game in high school whenever you played, like, a really good team or a really bad team or just stuff because it's high school. Yeah, there's no – there's you're not going to get competition every night. Yeah, like – Because small-town teams, they can't recruit. It's just whatever, you know, they're stuck with in their in their town or the towns that they use i mean you can't it, 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 that's the that's the truth of it these small towns you you don't get to recruit you don't get to just i mean if someone comes there yeah but you can't sit there and recruit you just you get what you get and that's what it is yeah and that's when you got to build your players up that's why it's like i don't know like aau could help out with that maybe but like you're going to get one of those kids that comes from aau girl or boy Going to high school, be maybe be better than everybody else, or just does all this crazy stuff just for the like for the cameras that they use in AAU for highlight tapes, and then really not even be good. It doesn't affect anything because you're not learning the basics, and it's you're gonna care more in high school because you're gonna do four years there regardless. Especially if you're an athlete, like you're gonna play the same sport most of the time, and you're gonna remember, like I said, more game. I'm sure you remember a playoff football game all in detail, almost the whole game, rather than maybe you playing JFL when you were traveling to Missouri and playing. You know what I mean? Uh, I forgot we went to Missouri and JFL. Yeah, do you remember? Exactly, exactly. But do you remember your high school games? But I remember all. Exactly. I remember all my playoff games at least. Which some people know more of their AAU games than me. I played more AAU games than I did high school games, and I don't remember half of them because I didn't really care because I wasn't learning anything. High school, I do. I guess you can bring up that point. I kind of think it's valid, but kind of not. But that's really just my take on it. I mean, I have I have no shame towards AAU. I just wish they would, like I – I don't know if it'll ever be like high school sports. Especially I think of it like this. If you got the money, you got the money. If you want to do it, you want to do it. But if it just doesn't end up teaching you anything or you just don't care and the coaches don't care, you, it's going to end up in the same place. <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been shown, you know. It's been shown throughout, you know, years. Yes, you can have pure talent. You can have pure talent for a game. You can be the best. You can be the number one player in the nation. But when it all comes down to it, if you ain't got the basics or the technique down, you go into college, and before you know it, you're not getting drafted. You're not going to the NBA. You know what you're stuck doing? You're stuck maybe running over to China, if that. Yeah, which is pretty bad. <laughs> I think that was the thing with Anthony Bennett, too. He, number one, you know, pure talent. He, Cavaliers took him number one overall, and you know what happened? He didn't do much. He's just – it's just – it's how – just because you got pure talent and you go number one overall – doesn't mean anything or like just being a top recruit doesn't mean anything's handed to you. You just got to continue to work and work and work. Exactly. You don't just got to go through AAU and pray that you get exposure just to get into college. Like if you're wanting to work for all of it, you're going to work regardless where you're at AAU or high school. The grind does not fucking stop. Exactly, bro. Like people don't understand that. Like you can't be lazy. If you're trying to go towards something, you got to keep moving and moving and moving and moving. You got to keep progressing. Exactly. And if you're falling back, I don't really think AAU is really going to help you. I think it's more going to be you got to get in touch with your high school or a trainer and get in touch with your people, run some games, get some, find your technique, find your style, and play with it. Like that's how it's going to work. Exactly. Most you can do is get into college, and parents love if you get in college, and it's going to be a 
achievement for you. You get into college, you play college basketball, either D1, D2, or D3, or NAIA, or NJCAA. Like, it's whatever, bro, as long as you get to play. College basketball is college basketball because even some good players I've known from high school don't go and play in college. You know, exactly. Like, you may be good at basketball, but that doesn't mean that's where your path is going to lead you to. Like, yeah, I know a lot of players that were good in high school and didn't, didn't play in college. It wasn't because they're good, it's because they didn't probably feel like it, but they might have ran with some college kids and were like, dang, I'm really not as good as I seem because you're getting players from all over. Exactly. And they all came from different high schools. I mean, it kind of go for the high school thing, I can't, it's kind of biased because we came from a small town, so we know how it is. But I've seen bigger cities have really great players and still not be good in college or the NBA, but exactly. It is what it is, bro. So AAU, there's a pro on it because, I mean, you get to play against top talent and, you know, you're running against them. Yep. Bro, are you eating? No cap. Yeah, I just put a cracker in my mouth. A saltine? Nah. Ritz, bro. Ritz, bro? Oh, my God. Crazy. All right, all right. So what I was going to say is, in AAU, you get to run against top talent and, you know, AU, I feel like they don't even have plays. They just kind of run around. Fast. Five out, bro. Five out. Get an ISO, go to the bucket. Then don't play defense. I hate that, bro. People don't play straight-up defense nowadays. There's only a select few. Basically, basically is they can do all that. but And, yes, you might win off of pure talent. You might play a team that has a system and still beat them running your five out. But when it comes down to it, if you play a decent team or a good team that's got a system and got plays to run, is your pure talent just going to outrun them? Exactly. And yes, you see it on these. You see it on Ball is Life and all this crap. You know, I like Ball is Life though. Like they do the high school games. Baller some, visions. You see yeah. him. You see him yeah. dropping sixty points and all that. And it's like, I get it, but it's like the teams you're playing against is like the fact that you're a high, highly touted recruit. You brought some. Nice, good teammates to transfer over with you. And you're going to play these bum-ass teams that, you know, barely score 30 a game. What do you think's going to happen? Yeah, with that, too, is I'm not trying to throw shade at, like, Ball's Life or Baller Visions or anything. No, shout out Baller Visions, man. Shout out Baller (laughs) Visions. But at the same time, like, it's really not their fault. They're doing their job. I know they get good exactly. content, but at the same time, they got to do top players that do crazy plays. Like oh, people yeah, just love crazy highlights. That's how you're gonna keep. That's how you're gonna keep the views. Everyone, everyone ends up offering an asset to someone. Basketball Bro, player you, what, got wait, great time out. Time out. Hold up. Did you just? That was pretty good. Where'd you get that at? I just, I just figured it out right now. Figured it out. Okay. All right. Think, cause think of it like this. Uh, high school. Or college, got a basketball team. Bam. Basketball team means get some good players. Good player means great exposure for the college and for themselves. Great exposure for the college themselves means you'll bring people to record. Baller Visions, a.k.a., for example, goes to those games to record. And what they do is they post that on YouTube, and Baller Visions gets paid because he gets lots of views for it. So basically, it's all gets exposure. It all comes full circle for everyone. Yes, it does, which is not bad, but... When oh, I'm not complaining. To it, I mean, bro. if I was Baller Visions, I'd do the same thing, man. You get to travel, you go, go to the top games, record it. I mean, come on. Yeah, they do have some substance games where it's not crazy highlights, but just like game, like high school game games, like California. Yeah. Like it differs between the five minute videos and like the eighteen minute videos. 
I feel like this is based more towards the players because I know they want exposure, but at the same time, you better be getting that work in by yourself, learning your technique, learning your style, so you can be able to last long and go into the league, help your family out, do all that. Every trying to help whatever you can do to do that. Exactly. And on that note, I think I'm just gonna leave it because I got 2K running right now, and I'm about to whoop up. All right, Jordan. Noel, you get to that then. Are we hooping later? No cap. I don't know. About in okay. an hour. Uh, did, have you Me. picked? An, have you have you picked an intro song for this yet? Because if not, I shall swing one to you. <laughs> you better shall swing one to me, Sherlock, because I'm gonna need it. You cut this off, and then I'll send it to you. Uh, yeah. Okay.